Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. Uh, my name is Duncan Clark, and welcome to the podcast. For this podcast, we are staying in the UK, London, to be precise, to speak to Stephen Day, Chief Procurement Officer at Kantar, with expertise in operations management and specialising in supply chain purchasing, multi-country transformation and change. So welcome, Stephen, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much, Duncan, for inviting me. So I'd love to start off, actually, by understanding a little bit more about uh, your background, what brought you to this point, um, some of the work that you're doing at Kantar, and perhaps some of the projects you've been working on recently. Well, um, well, a few words uh, about me, I suppose. Um, first, I think I've been very luck- lucky in my career to have a, a good measure of good fortune and good luck, although um, I was once told by a wise advisor that uh, good luck is uh, where opportunity and preparation come together. But but in short, uh, some of the folks, certainly the people from England that will be listening, will detect a Midlands accent. So I was born in Coventry and um, you, many folks will know that that really was the, the heart of manufacturing. So I started my uh, career in um, manufacturing at Rolls-Royce Aerospace and then very quickly moved, as you do in the early part of your career, through a, a, a number of roles. I was fortunate to do a, a master's degree at uh, Birmingham University and then um, really that kind of electrified where the direction and the velocity of my career because I then moved into a, a supply chain operating role for uh, the, the, the mobile operator one-to-one that probably dates me, then became T-Mobile in the UK and, and now many folks will know them as um, Everything Everywhere. Uh, did a um, supply chain and, and I'm, by which I mean real supply chain, so warehousing, logistics, handset, forecasting, all those kind of things. Um, did that for a number of years. I did a short tour in the Caribbean with uh, Cable and Wireless International um, and then was fortunate to join um, Vodafone in 2006. I spent three years in Romania, three years in the UK and then uh, latterly uh, three years in Luxembourg, which is where uh, the Vodafone procurement company is based. So, you know, a, a big chunk of um, telecoms experience and then uh, a little bit of uh, transformation with a private equity company. Uh, three three years with uh, a publishing company called Kantar and, you know, fortunately arrived a year and a half ago at Kantar. Um, and for those of you that might be wondering what Kantar is, we're basically a research and data analytics business. Um, and, you know, you, you might um, imagine that um, lots of brands around the world would want insights and thoughts about what it is consumers like Duncan and I might think about any variety of brands or services. And basically, that's what we do. We, we, we have the ability to research and create insights for brands that helps them get a sense of what people think about their products, their services, how they should think about new product introduction and all those kind of things. Fantastic. And, and lots of international travel, it sounds like there as well. So uh... Until quite recently, yes. Yeah. And, and I saw um, actually, uh, and I read one of your articles uh, recently, but it was the, the title that enticed me, which is why procurement will soon be one of the most sought after professions. And our yeah. side also, we've also heard from industry professionals quite often in other webinars and podcasts saying, similar thing now is the best time to to be in procurement and i just wondered um why is that in in your view what's what's happening here 
Well, you, look, I, my whole career has been built on procurement. And, you know, you, you sometimes you talk to procurement professionals and they say, well, they stumbled into it. Well, I actually wanted to go into procurement from from the get go. So yeah, it was a purposeful choice. And it's one that I've I, I, I've really enjoyed. And I do say to a lot of um, grads and, and college leavers at the moment that if you want to really understand the nuts and bolts of how a business runs, I think procurement is a really good place to start. And the reason I make that point is because most businesses buy something, they add value or transform it, and they sell it to somebody. And that process of creating value and transforming, a large measure of that is based on the supply chain, whether it's the physical supply chain of moving the products or services, or more of the kind of procurement, the way you buy those things and um, the way you uh, strike deals with suppliers. And, you know, I think we can all agree that that whole world is going under enormous change. You know, you think about how physical supply chains were changing anyway pre-COVID in terms of the expectations of consumers in terms of rapid delivery and the whole network of supply chain that's had to change. Um, I make the point in a couple of articles I've written, I think procurement has to really change dramatically. I think, um, you know, I, I think it's exposed the lack of digital enablement um, in procurement has, has exposed a lot of businesses, I think. I think, um, you know, we have benefited from 20 years of offshoring uh, our manufacturing activities. I think, again, for reasons of trade wars, um, security of supply, um, et cetera, et cetera, one could foresee more nearshoring, more onshoring. And that's going to be its challenges because I don't think the native supply chains and manufacturing capacity exists. So it's going to take some really smart procurement. Um, and the third point I've, I've increasingly spoken about is that I think that um, you know most procurement people, like me as well, by the way, are, are incentivized and motivated to deliver savings. Um, rarely are procurement people uh, incentivized on diversity and inclusion. Uh, the um, environmental agenda, um, the sustainability of, of the relationships they put in with suppliers. And I think that is going to become increasingly a really, really important topic. And I think we could foresee a transition in terms of some of the key KPIs and measures for procurement, which is less around the actual price savings, but more about the economic value that we're delivering to the corporation. I think so very long winded answer, I'm afraid, Duncan, but, you know, for all of those reasons, I think it's just a really thrilling profession to be in. No, totally. And it's really interesting what you said there at the beginning, which is uh, it was a profession that you, you wanted to get into, because, as you say, so often we hear procurement found me and not the other way around. So, yeah, actually, on that point, then, what is your advice for people who are perhaps new to the area or, or just starting out? So. What advice would you would you give in, in that situation? Well, of course, when you think about offering advice, you always think about your own experiences. And, um, you know, I can tell you that I, I started my career doing uh, a really, really tough, mundane, difficult job. I was an expediter um, at Rolls-Royce um, chasing in um, factory supplies and services which is basically the ingredients that a business a factory needed to run and operate. So things like, you know, consumable materials, really bog standard kind of stuff, really. And um, but goodness me, did I learn an awful lot um, in those early stages of my career? You know, I understood how to work with a very diverse workforce, you know, 
in the UK, we use the phrase blue collar, white collar. You know, how, how do you work with those people? How, how do you build empathy and conversation? You know, how do you persuade suppliers to move around deliveries to, to accommodate your requirements, all those kind of things? And, um, you know, how do you deal with pressure? So, you know, I think in, in the early part of your career, don't be so focused on, you know, the the job titles or, you know, um, the the perception of what you do. Think of it in terms of are you picking up and learning new skills? Um, are you learning to cope with different stuff? That's the most important thing that I think in the early part of your career, you really want to begin to start picking up. And simultaneously, what you want to do is just kind of refine some of your technical skills. So how do you do an RFQ? How do you do price analysis? How do you think about sources of data and all those kind of things? Super, super important skills that just give you a great foundation that lets you uh, kind of build upon what you're doing and, um, you know, enjoy moving around different companies as well um, and, and having great experiences. Always join them positively. And, and I think the important thing is as well, leave positively as well. So, you know, always um, be proud of what you've done um, and, and be pleased that you've been able to move on, but grateful for the experiences that the companies that you worked in gave you. Um, I think if you can just accomplish that in the early part of your career, um fantastic and then as a father of four children don't forget to start saving for your pension as well <laughs> absolutely some some really great great advice there and obviously i mentioned at the beginning uh, supply chain transformation digital change are some of the areas which are close to to your heart and where you've got uh, expertise and i wondered on that basis just to dig into it a little bit more where, in your view, is the procurement function at at the moment when it comes to this big topic of, of digital transformation? What are some of the most urgent things on the agenda? Yeah, I, I mean, it's so interesting because I, I get that question a lot. And, and sometimes I, it, it, even today, I am amazed with the examples people give me of, in some cases, how little progress has been made over the course of the past 20 or 30 years. Um, you know. Uh, procurement has historically had a reputation as a real kind of nuts and bolts function. So, you know, the placing of requisitions, purchase orders, management of invention, all those kind of things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very surprised even today there are large parts of our economy that have still not automated and streamlined those processes. Um, and, you know, I, I, I get a little bit dispirited that people still feel that those things have value when, in fact, in truth, I think that's really very mechanical stuff that we really need to get through. So so that's something that I think businesses really got to step up to. Um, and, and side by side with that is also this issue around data and data quality. Um, again, I do talk to a lot of my colleagues and they don't really recognise the importance of them owning what I call um, master data, you know, master data about your suppliers, master data about the items that you're buying, um, et cetera, et cetera. Super important. And the reason why master data around your suppliers is, is increasingly important because, you know, all of us are being faced increasingly by questions about, so not only what are you doing from a um, diversity, inclusion, environmental perspective within your own business, but what's happening down your tier one, tier two, tier three supply chain? Um, if you haven't got the right infrastructure from a data perspective on your suppliers, you've really got no hope of capturing that data. And, and the point that I make 
to a lot of people is that with what a lot of mistakes I see a lot of people making is that they they kind of do an enormous piece of work try and understand where their suppliers are etc etc but they do that in an offline manual way rather than within the systems and processes and I think everybody will know the minute you do it offline and you finish that project that data is out of date you know data is a very fluid asset that constantly needs to be harvested and managed so I think um, that that's really important that kind of people really focus and orientate themselves on all that and that's important because I think the real juice and the real value that procurement brings is increasingly not 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 that stuff it's how do you engage with the business how how do you have the elevator conversation with the um, the CFO or the CEO to talk about the value that you can bring to the business and and when I say value I don't mean you know I've reduced the price by 20 percent I'm talking about how do you really engage with the leadership of the businesses that you work in to align your procurement and sourcing strategies to the big themes that these guys are dealing with so um, yeah that that for me that that's really the kind of digital transformation that we're talking about and then you know if you talk about supply chains then you know just think about how we're trying to build ecosystems of connected data that is moving around rapidly so that for consumers on this uh, call can place an order have it received have it shipped distributed how you can have visibility of where that order is and when you can expect it to arrive you know these are enormous ecosystems of data uh, that are flowing around that means that you know i think procurement and supply chain isn't just about the mechanical things that we do all the physical things but it's also large parts about data governance data management so that leads me nicely actually to to the next question um in terms of some of the themes that you've raised there data being one of the the big ones you mentioned sustainability and um, in another recent article that you wrote uh, which is evolving priorities in supply chain management in this you're encouraging managers in procurement to plot a new course towards new priorities so i was wondering out of that uh, mix of different themes that you've just covered there what should the priorities look like how should they approach it what, what's the advice there well firstly duncan it's so nice to speak to someone that's actually read some of the articles that I've published. So, so I, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I, first and foremost, you know, all all of the priorities that we run and operate within our company, I think, have to be linked to the businesses that we work for. So, you know, I don't think you can um, invent priorities in isolation to the strategic themes going on within the business. But having said that, though, I, I, there are clearly some real societal themes that we need to deal with. The one that I feel incredibly passionate about is uh, uh, diversity and inclusion. Um, and, you know, I, I am learning, or, or I think the phrase is drinking from an enormous hosepipe of trying to have a, a better understanding of what it feels like to be people that come from different back, backgrounds and how do they firstly penetrate the procurement function and see that as something that they could contribute to and have a successful career in the way that I've been able to achieve. So that's the first thing. Um, but the second thing is, um, you know, a lot of companies talk about diversity and inclusion within the boundaries of their own business. But for professionals on this call, you'll understand that you, you're all using thousands and thousands of suppliers that have their own workforce. And I think there is a great opportunity for procurement practitioners 
to begin to start uh, evangelizing the merits of diversity and inclusion much further down um, tier one, tier two supply chain. So um, I think that's something that we should all um, really upgrade and, and get really serious about. Um, and, and I think the time is now uh, to do that. Uh, this, the second thing clearly is that we are facing an enormous environmental crisis. Um, and um, I think what's so important is that we begin to start thinking about how we can um, positively inf influence. And, and again, what, what I see in some cases, really positive um, attempts, but a little bit misdirected. Um, so a, a good example is we, we are working on our own strategy at the moment, you know, and uh, one of the themes in the sustainability uh, uh, index is what we do about uh, sea pollution. Well, the fact of the matter is that the majority of sea pollution is plastics. Canton doesn't actually physically produce anything, but what I see a lot of companies trying to do is cover all the bases, regardless of whether those activities bear any relationship to their direct operations. I think where where you can be most powerful and most impactful is linking the environmental agenda to the very direct things that you know that you can impact and influence. Our issue is uh, energy because we run data centers and things like that. So we, we can positively focus on that. Other things, frankly, we would be nothing more than uh, the, the phrase that I heard yesterday was greenwashing. That's to say, you know, putting a flag on something, but not really having any corporate agenda around it. So, you know, I think that's a super, super in topic that we should drive. Um, and then the third thing I feel very strongly about is just talent. You know, um, I, we've got a couple of apprentices that have joined us recently. Um, really, really great people uh, that the BTEX that they did um, had no procurement as a as a topic. They didn't even know what the procurement agenda was. So I think we've just got to do so much more as as professionals in terms of being beacons for um, talent coming into the function um, and making people aware of, of of you know what great opportunities it presents. So I love the point you made there actually around seeing beyond the, the boundaries of the enterprise, which is really important. And I think it's been one of those obstacles actually to what you mentioned before, which is why have we seen so little progress in the last 20 to 30 years and why that ultimately has to change. So um, on that note, if we were to, to flip that round, I was wondering what are some of the most innovative things that you have seen recently in procurement and, and supply chain? Is it addressing these issues or is it something else? I mean, there's so many good, there's so much good stuff going on out there. I mean, one of the companies that um, I, I think, well, there's there's just amazing stuff. I mean, you know, my former employer Vodafone has done so much on uh, diversity and inclusion, and and my former co colleague Ninian Wilson has really been a beacon for that. I, I'm really proud of the steps that uh, Vodafone has taken, and and. and what most folks may not know, uh, but but I certainly through the heritage of Vodafone know that company's worked incredibly hard in terms of health and safety. Um, you you might think a telecoms business doesn't have that as a big topic, but in fact they're really complicated infrastructure businesses that need real careful management. So I've seen tons of good stuff there. Um, I think Unilever is doing amazing work um, at the moment. It, you know I think in terms of how they ethically source uh, products and services, uh, their, their, their manufacturing um, facilities, um, and then um, how they build 
um, integrity into the products themselves has, has been super, super interesting. Um, Mark Engel, I think, is their supply chain guy. And I heard a story about how they've built um, into their products uh, particular things uh, as a safety for women. So I think I'm right in saying that the, there is a product that they've built in um, India, which is around soap. And the soap has a particular um, bump in it. And the bump is a physical reminder for women to check for breast cancer. Brilliant idea, um, you know, and, uh, you know, so so great, great stuff going on there. But of course, there's more that we've got to do. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, we can live comfortably knowing two big brands doing that because we know that there's so much more that we need to do. And actually, um Sort of bringing it back to, to Kantar a little bit then, uh, as CPO, what, what's next for you in terms of your next projects or, or priorities? Well, great question. Um, we, we're still uh, very um, early in our transformation. So I joined a year and a half ago. We've built, built procurement function. Uh, we, we have, you know, tried to really build a team that's been diverse. Uh, and I'm very proud of the the, the the team that we built really great people all all come from a number of different backgrounds so it's been super uh, we are on the agenda of uh, implementing some procurement tech so we are uh, early stages into a Cooper implementation uh, we are working hard to uh, figure out our um, procurement categorization for our spend and, and working super hard on data and data quality and and you know working very hard on our supplier master data as well so super super important stuff and then what we are really trying to work hard on is you know how do we begin to start thinking about diversity inclusion sustainability in the supply chain as well so we're working on that topic we hope to be able to announce some ambitious targets in the next several months um, of what we want to go for um, one of the things that we're pondering is you know, how much of our spend we want to put into diverse and inclusive suppliers and kind of nail a target there. And um, one of the challenges we're trying to think about is but how do you know that they're diverse and inclusive suppliers? So, the, the, you know, again, come back to data and the, the management and all of that. So um, and then, you know, constantly realigning our um, targets, goals and ambitions with where we're going as a business. And as I say, you know, we are uh, really interesting business doing tons of really insightful work for our clients and um you know the, the things that they ask for us is making us think about how we change within the business as well so yeah lots of lot, lot, lots of stuff going on absolutely and i'm sure a lot of our listeners would like to uh, perhaps reach out and uh, uh discuss with you um some of those topics and uh, gain insight into your expertise. So uh, my final question is, what's what's the best way for people to get in touch? Oh, well, the easiest thing is just ping me a line on um, LinkedIn and then I, I try and respond as quickly as I can. Um, please don't ping me a note on PPE or uh, antiseptic oils or creams. I've had enough of those. But if you want to talk about my, my journey in procurement or the things that I've done or you're inquisitive about some of the transformation we're doing in Cantal, uh, drop me a line on LinkedIn and I'll try and get back to you as quickly as possible. Fantastic. Well, look, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time out to, to join us today. And um, also thank you to our listeners. 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website www.pix.com.